Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. Now, the best books are made up of stories. And let's face it, the best stories are about bouncing back from failure. I'm Anna David, obsessed with books, a New York Times bestselling author and the CEO of Legacy Launchpad Publishing. And I only achieved those things because I picked myself up again after failing and found my way to success. And that makes me uniquely qualified to get the best stories about failure and success out of other people. Failure is always a learning experience. So after six months, I told him that I Googled sociopath and he had all of the symptoms and I found myself out of job. At that time, it was supposed to be a side hustle. Well, the side hustle started to make far more money than the real hustle. So I, after six months, I, I quit my job. Welcome to Fail Your Way to Success. Hello and welcome to the podcast that celebrates failure because it leads to success. Today is a solo episode where I am breaking down um, Walt Disney, who seems almost like a mythical character, doesn't he? Not even like a real person. And maybe what you maybe you know about Walt Disney's failures, but maybe you just know what I knew before I started researching this, which is that something like he wanted to be frozen, cry, crypto, whatever. Not crypto, but he wanted to be frozen and never die, whatever. Um, he was has suffered many failures. In fact, he has a famous quote about failure. He has a bunch of them, but this is my favorite. It is good to have a failure while you're young because it teaches you so much. For one thing, it makes you aware that such a thing can happen to anybody. And once you've lived through the worst, you're never quite as vulnerable afterward. And I will say uh, with my personal experience, having failed, um, like the first time I was fired, really, really brutal. Uh, thought I was going to die. The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, not, not as bad. No, not as bad. But let's talk about Disney. So he was born in 1901 in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, he's rejected from the military in 1918 because he was too young. But he joins the Road Cross. He drives ambulances. Um, so after the war, he goes back to Kansas City, starts his first studio to produce cartoons for ads. Um, so he starts perfecting this method for combining animation with live action footage. Uh, but then doesn't work out, declares bankruptcy, shuts down the studios. Like, I'm going to go to Hollywood, like many dreamers before him. He only had $40 and some drawing utensils in his pocket. Partners with his brother Roy, who's already there. They borrow $500, set up a camera stand in a family member's garage, like Steve Jobs, starts in a garage. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's a thing about people who become very successful and experience failures, they start in garages. Anyway, they get their first order for a, a short. And then in 1928, he creates Mickey Mouse. Steamboat Willie debuts at Mickey's introduction to audiences in New York at the Colony Theater. But what people didn't know is they had been rejected 300 times. Old Mickey. So in 1932... He receives the first of his Academy Awards for a film called Flowers and Trees. Now, want to know how many Academy Awards? Think about how many Academy Awards you think he won, and I'm going to tell you at the end of the episode. So um, more stuff happens. 
1940, they build this, the Burbank studio, uh, it, it, where I worked, by the way, was not fired, notably. Um, 1955, they build Disneyland, the magic kingdom, the happiest place on earth. It cost $17 million, um, probably $17 billion in today's dollars. So uh, now if you went there, you probably saw a pretty like streamlined, very together establishment. Did you know on opening day, hundreds of people showed up with counterfeit t- tickets, which is bullshit. Create a counterfeit ticket for Disney? What is wrong with you? There were broken fountain drink stations, rides malfunction, which sounds very dangerous. Temperatures soared to 100 degrees, which I believe, I feel like it's been over 100 degrees every time I've ever been there. Um, the new asphalt was melting women's high heels. Now, what a woman was doing wearing high heels to Disneyland, I don't want to know. But critics blasted it, and they called it Black Sunday. Um, so that that was Disneyland. That clearly felt like a failure. Um so, okay, we already, he, de- he declared bankruptcy, 1920. Um, so then, 1927, um, oh, I went a little back, that, whatever, forget 1927. Then um, personal life failures, 1931, his wife suffers a miscarriage. He tells everybody, it's cool, I'm fine. Later, he tells the truth, he was having a nervous breakdown he said he'd been overworked and financially stressed, stress, and the miscarriage was the last straw. Um, so, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs debuts 1937. Cost $1.52 million to produce, which is, of course, nothing today. Um, so he continues to develop full-length animated features. Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi. Did you know that out of all of those, yes, they had critical acclaim, but only Snow White and Dumbo were profitable. Others were total financial flops, brought him to the brink of bankruptcy again. So he was able to get a bank loan, but couldn't afford to make any feature-length films for the next eight years. In 1941, his employees go on strike, claiming that he's uber successful and wealthy, and they're not um, so he's just like, peace out. I need to leave. He goes to South Africa, leaves, leaves that brother Roy to, to, um, deal with all of that. Um, so there are uh, some other things that happened for the premiere of Pinocchio. He hired what they call 11 midgets. You certainly cannot say that people today, but this, you can't say that word, but he also, can't even say dwarves today either. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I don't know if you know this, but it's like changing names. No longer dwarves. Anyway, he dressed them up like the little puppet and put them on top of Radio City Music Hall with a full day supply of food and wine. He's being a cool boss, right? And he says, say hi to the kids as they go into the theater. Um, cut to 11 drunken naked midges running around the top of the marquee screaming obscenities at the crowd below. Um, and the police had to climb up ladders and take them off in pillowcases. Who knows if that's an apocryphal story. Now, I, he, he, like many entrepreneurs, was well-known for his drive and determination um, and, and his many ups and downs. And he also is known, like many of them, for uh, having a cutthroat side. 
didn't always treat colleagues or his brother Roy fairly, which reminds me of Henry Hines. Um, so people who knew him well said he had three parts to his personality. The dreamer, always coming up with new ideas. The realist, constantly striving for excellence. And the spoiler, continuously pushing for improvements and setting high standards while challenging himself and his colleagues, which is an amazing combination that I would say that probably all entrepreneurs have to some degree. Um, other quotes that he has about uh, failure, you may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. Um, and um, he says, um, no, that's, that's all I'm going to give you about failures. As we wrap up, I'm also going to say what, um, how many Academy Awards do you think he won? 10, 20, 200? What was 32? Good guess. That's it. That's my wrap up on the failures and successes of Walt Disney. I will see you next time. Now, there are a few business books that are considered classics and even fewer that are considered must-reads. Well, I got to interview the author of one that's considered both, The E-Myth by the one and only Michael E. Gerber. In next week's episode, I make Michael walk us through not only his own failures, which include letting his ex-wife take over his company, but also the one way all entrepreneurs are destined to fail. That's next week on Failure Way to Success. Thanks for listening to Failure Way to Success. Now, if there's anything I love more than a failure to success story, it's a review. So I hope you'll think about leaving one. For more information about the show, go to failyourway.com. And for more information about publishing a book about how you failed your way to success, or just to find out more about what I do, go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. <laughs>